gentlemen, welcome to America's Auto Enthusiast Program. This is Auto World. And now, here's your host, Bob Long. I want to thank you very much for joining us here for another hour of Auto World. In this hour, we're going to be joined by our expert, our regular contributor about all things lubrication. This guy has more than 25 years worth of experience in synthetic oil. He is one of the leading AMS oil dealers in all of North America. Every week he's on the show at this time, and uh, I learn something every single week. And we had a ton of people emailing us up and calling us up, and you can be one of those people as well. You can give us a call at 855-660-4261, or you can email us. Email me at bob at autoworldradio.com, or email the man himself, Dan Watson, at thelubepage.com. And as I said, we'll have uh, Dan with us momentarily. And uh, we've got lots of great things in store. Dan is such an amazing and encyclopedic knowledge of all things uh, lubrication, all things oil. He's been doing it for so long, and he uh, very graciously comes on the show once a week and gives us a lesson. I started calling him uh, the professor of lubrication just a little while back, and I think... uh, That is definitely a name that fits because when it comes to lubrication, when it comes to finding out about the best type of motor oil to put in your vehicle or anything else, uh, anything that has an engine, a motor, whether it's a, uh, a regular internal combustion engine vehicle motor or whether it's a two-stroke motor, whether it's a, uh, a boat, whether it's a snowmobile, whether it's an ATV, uh, whether it's stuff that you don't think about, stuff like uh, hedge trimmers and edgers, uh, a lot of these gasoline-powered products need the expertise of somebody like Dan Watson and we're so lucky to have him here as a regular contributor on the show. When you get a chance, log on to his website. It's thelubepage.com. Simple as that. www.thelubepage.com He lives in the same neck of the woods that I presently do. We both live in uh, the Orlando area of Florida. So I've had the opportunity to uh, sit down and have lunch with Dan. And he is just a man of incredible knowledge. And he also spent time serving our country in the U.S. Navy. And he uh, is a nuclear uh, propulsion submarine specialist. But here he is, the man himself, the doctor of all things lubrication, Dan Watson. Dan, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Oh, good, to, good to be with you, Bob. The, uh, the modern uh, challenge of technology sometimes is a little bit uh, <laughs> figure out exactly how we get on here and get going, but I am glad to be here. Great. Well, every week you do such a wonderful job talking about oils, but isn't it important to have good filtration how are filters rated today in 2018 and what should you look for in buying filters 
Well, you know, that's a, that's a very good question because um, we do talk a lot about you got to use the right oil, use this, use that. But when it comes right down to it, it's a, it's an actual two-pronged uh, attempt to maintain good lubrication in your automobile. Filtration is equally important, and you have to look at that from the perspective that it's the engine oil that really, really needs the filtration. I mean, we'll put a filter in a, an automatic transmission and run it for 100,000 miles and not think anything about it. That's because we have this process going on in that engine, that internal combustion engine, which is combustion. And the byproducts of combustion produce an awful lot of, uh, let's just say, powerful chemicals, trace chemicals, byproducts, which can attack the oil when they come in contact with it. So we have to formulate the oil to resist that. And then we also have uh, things that are left in the oil that will accumulate and that we have to get these little things to collect together to aggregate and then be taken out by a filter. We have to clean this oil that is being subjected to all of this waste product and combustion process going on in the engine. So it's an important part of our attempt to lubricate and maintain this engine in as good a condition as it can be. We want to get all that little tiny trash and stuff out of that oil. We don't want that oil to fill up with it because then it becomes, it can become somewhat abrasive and it can also put a lot of uh, deposits in uh, nooks and crannies of the engine. So when we're looking for a filter, in the filter industry itself, guys get pretty uh, carried away with a lot of stuff because they're really, filtration in hydraulic systems is just out of this world important and they have incredibly uh, efficient filters in hydraulic systems because their clearances are so tight now. So they, they develop a lot of ways to evaluate filters to make sure you have a good one. And when we take that over into the automotive industry, we can look at a filter and think of it in this way. This is the easiest way for our customers to think about it. Uh, if I have a hundred particles that enter that filter, it's important to me to know how many come out of it. Okay, now I have to go back and say, well, what size particles you're talking about? You know, in the in a magnified way, are you talking about golf balls? Are you talking about bowling balls? What are you trying to catch with this thing, right? And how big are they and how small are they? And that's important because this filter is in line with the oil pump in the car, and I have to get enough flow through it to provide adequate flow to all the bearings and the lubricated surfaces where I'm trying to flow oil to. So in the best of all worlds, I'd be able to put this extremely efficient, very tight filter, and I'd get every tiny little tiny particle out of there, but the flow rate would be so slow that the engine parts would wear out from oil starvation. I couldn't get any oil to them. So as a designer, I end up being stuck in this this two-pronged attack against me. One is, i got to have oil flow. i got to get it there on the stuff that needs it. Second is, I need to get these particles and stuff out of this oil. So I'm going to have to figure out how to do that. And I want that hundred particles coming in to get to be a real small number going out. Now, a lot of filters will have ratings on them. And I think maybe we're, I'm going to just kind of uh, hesitate here a second because I know we're right on the break. And I don't want to particularly start on the ratings until I can finish it in one saying when we come back. 
So what I will say, though, is filter medium matters. There's everything from just cellulose, which is paper, to Mm -hmm. synthetic microglass and combinations in between. So how much you pay for a filter is probably going to be directly reflected in the quality of that filter medium, whether or not it's a more expensive microglass or whether it's just regular good old cellulose type paper filter. You can tell that somewhat in what you're paying for the filter. If you're paying two bucks for a filter, I promise you, you're probably getting two bucks worth of filter, and that ain't much. (laughs) If you're paying $15 for a filter, you're probably getting a high-quality filter. And when we look at buying a filter, we're looking at what size particles can it really capture. And then, like we said before, how many can it remove? So when we come back, I'm going to break that down a little bit more and make sure that people understand what to look for in a filter and exactly what they're buying. Perfect. Everybody hang on for that and get in line here. We've already got uh, Albert in New York, Max in Florida. They've sent in some questions. You can as well. Bob at AutoWorldRadio.com. Dan Watson at TheLewPage.com. Giving your radio a broadcasted tune-up. This is Auto World and your host, Bob Long. Dan Watson, our lubrication specialist, is with us. And we're talking about filters as a great way to kick the show off because there's so much confusion about lubrication. There's also a whole lot of confusion about filters. But, Dan, you were telling us that filter material is going to make a big difference when it comes to to price and, I would imagine, of course, in performance. Yes. uh, You know, it truly is, when it comes to filters, one of those situations where you will get what you pay for because they can stamp out some cheap uh, cellulose paper filters, put them in the marketplace, They'll spin on and and they'll work, but um, not very long. A lot of the cheaper paper filters, after about 500 miles, they really aren't doing anything, and the oil's <coughs> bypassing them or streaming through the medium after it's uh, cracked some holes in it. But when we talk about looking for a filter, when you read on the boxes or you read what's on the filter, what you're looking for, you're looking for an efficiency rating and a micron rating. For example, if you saw that a a filter had a 40 micron at nominal 50, wow, what does that mean? Well, the particle size is 40 microns. Now, that sounds big, but actually the average human hair is about 40 microns in diameter. So it's a tiny particle. But in the filter world, 40 is not really very good. That's not a good filter. And the, when I said it was rated at uh, 40 microns at nominal efficiency, well, that's a funny term to use because what nominal means is 50%. So it means every other particle goes through the filter. 100 particles come in, 40 microns or larger, and 50 of them go out. That's not a very good filter. That's hardly a screen, okay? Now, looking at that, if you looked at a filter and it said that it was 
99% efficient at 15 microns, then it would say, hey, uh, 100 particles, 15 microns or larger came into the filter, and one came out of the filter. Now that is a high-performance filter. Now, then you have to check and say, if you're looking at a spec sheet on one, you have to go, well, what's this thing got to have as a flow rate for these modern cars? And it has to be able to have eight gallons per minute of oil flow through the filter to meet the specs for all the new cars. This has been for quite some time. And that's because, folks, as they make the cars for thinner oil, and they want you to run a 20-weight oil or the brand-new one, some of them, 16-weight oil. But 20-weight oils where you used to run 30 and in some places 40-weight oil, well, how are you getting away with this, right? Mm -hmm. And the truth is the only way that you get away with it is you have to move the oil through faster. So you pump it at 8 gallons per minute because the old standard was 4 gallons per minute. And so the... Four gallons per minute wouldn't be sufficient in the design where they've got uh, 20-weight oil instead of 30 or 40-weight oil. This is live, folks. You can hear the phone in the background. I'm sorry. <laughs> but so we're looking at this filter trying to say, well, what's going to work for me? Well, I want to have a good micron rating, and I would tell you that 20 or less would be a very good micron rating, and that you got to have high flow rate, and you're looking for one last thing, a filter that has some ability to keep filtering through the entire period. Let's say that you're going to run this filter, and you say the filter is good for uh, 7,500 miles, let's say. Well, I want that filter to be performing at, at you know, 95% or, you know, 100 particles come in, five go out. Uh, at 7,500 miles, just as well as it was doing it in the first 10 miles. I don't want the filter to be one that starts out filtering 95 out of 100, and by the time it gets to end of life, it's doing 50 out of 100. I want it to maintain good efficiency for its entire life. Now, that comes around to a factor, which is, can this filter actually store much of this particulate, or is it going to fill up and then not be able to hold anymore? That's the storage capacity of the filter. So you can know that by the change interval recommended by the filter. Some will have an extended life. Um, there's a mobile extended life filter good for 15,000 miles. Amsoil has uh, two series of filters, one group good for 15,000 and another group good for up to 25,000. This is all based on the actual ability to filter, to store the particles it removes and continue to filter efficiently uh, on out through its extended life. And those things can be done. The technology is there, but just like everything else, it costs more money to produce that kind of technology. Now, uh, the AMSOIL filters are rated at 15 to 20 microns, depending on which one we're looking at at 99% efficiency. And they're also rated at 5 microns, at that old nominal thing. So they're removing 5 micron particles for just every other one. So uh, it takes longer for them to pick those up. That brings up another topic, 
guys out there that own diesels, there is no full flow filter that can remove soot. Soot is down in the three to five micron size. It's not going to be taken out by the standard full flow filter. It's just very, very hard. You get some of it because the the dispersant in the oil will uh, coagulate some of it and take it out that way, but not much. You have to put bypass filters that go down to a tenth of a micron in order to get that soot. You can't get it with the regular stuff. That's just an old, by the way, while we were there talking about that micron size. Sure. So what do you do out there as a standard person? Well, I'm going to tell you. Just ask your oil change place what filter they use. And if it's not a filter that you can look up online and get some information about, then you better be careful because there's some out there that are just absolutely put together and sold, and they're good for about 500 miles, like I said. And after that, they ain't filtering much of anything. So uh, buyer beware. Expect to pay something for a good filter. I can name you a few. Amsoil has good filters. Uh, Mobile has good filters. Uh, Napa has just a whole range of But if you buy a, a Napa Gold or a Napa Platinum filter, those are top-line filters. But you can buy a Napa filter, which is down on the bottom end, if you want to pay nothing for it. They give you a wide range. It depends upon how much you want to pay. But Fram, I will give Fram credit for this commercial, Bob, forever. Because Fram had that old guy with the filter and the oil in his hands, and they had the statement, pay me now or pay me later. <laughs> yes. Because if you go cheap on filters, you'll be paying for it. Because all that debris that's in the oil will eventually cause excessive ring wear. And when you get that, you can have low compression. You're gonna, your engine's going to have a short life. Of lots of trouble and lots of expenses. When we come back, more with our Doctor of Lubrication, Dan Watson from thelubepage.com. This is Auto World. I'm Bob Long, 855 660 4261. Hi, Jay Leno, and you're listening to Auto World with Bob Long. Dan Watson joins us as usual at this very same time. We thank you very much for coming along for the ride. My name is Bob Long. We about filtration, and Dan, you've done a, a great job in, in surmising that uh, uh, very important thing that uh, can make a world of difference. And I love that Fram line, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. That's a classic. Let's see what Albert in New York goes. Wants. Uh, he sent us a note a little bit earlier today. Uh, my new Honda requires zero W16 oil. Oil so thin, it's scary. The only place I can find zero W16 is at the Honda dealer. Is it available from an auto parts store? Good question. It's a good question, and I know it, it's scary, zero W16. Um you got to buy some decent oil in the Zero W16. Anything that is, uh, as we talked here a couple weeks ago about these uh, faux pas synthetics that are really just highly refined mineral oil and they're out there, you know, selling them as synthetic, they're not going to hack it. They're just not going to hack it. So my advice is, is that you do some due diligence and go look on the Internet and really make sure that you got a reputable uh, synthetic. For zero W sixteen, 
because in Japan, where they tested this, of course, they made sure they had a high-quality synthetic for the test that they did for about five years before they brought this oil fully into play and decided it could come to America. And we don't have a good record in this country of being able to guarantee that we have top-quality oil. Now, this goes back years ago when uh, Mercedes-Benz as a class-action suit. Mercedes was replacing a bunch of engines. They didn't back off. They replaced the engines. But what they determined was they were one of the, the uh, industry leaders coming out with the uh, change your oil light on the dash. All that is is a computerized algorithm that it, it works. But anyway, they determined that you couldn't guarantee the quality of oil in North America would be good enough for that formula that they had developed uh, for their cars. So they said that uh, from that time on, every Mercedes-Benz required synthetic engine oil and if you were not using synthetic engine oil, that the warranty was void for the for the oil drain intervals that that computer would tell you to run. In other words, don't run those. Change your oil every 3,000 miles if you're using any conventional oil in the North America. So this Zero W16, Honda and Toyota and uh, Nissan and Mazda, these people that are bringing this in, they're going to have to be careful because... Uh, there's some law they're claiming to be synthetic that's not going to do well as a 0W16. doesn't even do well as a 0W20 or a 0W30. So I would say to all you folks that have 0W16, um, give us a call at AMSO. We now have 0W16. We've brought it out. It's going to be the quality you're looking for. And I'm sure that if you go to mobile and they have a 0W16, it's going to be the quality you're looking for. I'm not going to say the others aren't, but I'm going to say that those two would be a good place to go. Um, otherwise, just go back to your dealer and, and let them do it and what they're using because you can't trust some of this other stuff out in the marketplace. You're just going to have to fail safe on this. It's, that's a very thin oil, no no margin to error. If, it, if you get in trouble with it, it's going to be engine uh, difficulties right off the bat. So protect yourself. Uh, Spend whatever extra money you have to do, but make sure you get a very good synthetic oil for zero W sixteen. Hopefully that'll help Albert out. It's just I, you know, I think the oil will work with high quality uh, synthetics, but mm -hmm. it scares me that people are going to get imitation synthetics and they're going to have a lot of cars damaged with that. And with the price of new vehicles today, I mean, uh, I've driven new Hondas that are. In the thirty and forty thousand dollar range, and who would believe that? <laughs> when well, you go yeah. back to you know years ago when it first came into this country, it was a very inexpensive vehicle. Um, no and longer Bob, repairing any of these cars, any of them. I mean, just you. It, it's hundred hundred twenty dollars an hour now for labor costs, and that would be wow. in some places it's higher than that. Uh, all the parts yeah. are are extremely expensive. You, you can't get a car in and get anything done to it for less than five hundred. Most times it's going to be around a thousand bucks for every repair that you go in for. Protect yourself, folks. Do the preventative maintenance. Don't get stuck in the corrective maintenance. It gets expensive. Absolutely. Got an email from Max in Florida. He's got an airboat. It's funny. I was sitting at a traffic light and I I saw an airboat in the traffic lineup. Something I would never see uh, in in Boston. So that that was something new for me. Uh, his particular airboat has got a big block GM engine. What oil do you recommend? And 
Boy, have you spent much time on any airboats? Well, I was on quite a few of them when I was a much younger man. I haven't been out for a while, but a friend of mine here in town just actually set up a a fleet of airboats that a guy runs for tourists down in Kissimmee. And uh, he's promised this buddy of mine for some free rides, and they have a restaurant down there. So I think maybe uh, Judy and I are going to try to take him on that and uh, go down there. And haven't been on an airboat in a long time. Might be a lot of fun. Yeah. Looks so, like it but is. he says here it's a big block GM. Now, for the folks out there listening across the country, you don't know much about these airboats. So let me kind of explain them to you. They got a big prop in the back of them, just like you'd take off of a pretty good size Cessna or. Uh, you know, like a four or six seat uh, airplane, and they 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 have a lot of torque pushed back on that engine. See, different than your car driving down the road. When that prop is being turned, it has a constant resistance to turning, and that means that you got to have a good low end torque in the engine that drives it. And so you use a big block, big block gas. You could use a diesel, but that'd be a lot of extra money. So they're using a lot of times a 454 size uh, GM block. Mm-hmm. They'll usually bore it out to about somewhere around 490 in the size. And these things, uh, as you know, Bob, those old 454s were good low end torque engines. They yeah. they could uh, pull a lot. They were a good towing vehicle. Well, they work good in these airboats. And the problem you got is that they run, believe it or not, they get pretty hot working as hard as they do on this engine, even though you're sailing through the air. Uh, and they've got a radiator, okay, but they can get pretty hot. And you've got to realize that as they get hot and work hard, they're going to need a really good oil. And what I recommend for them is a 2050 heavy-duty premium synthetic engine oil that comes from AMSOIL, okay? And the reason I recommend this oil is it remains from the previous generation of oils with high levels of zinc and phosphorus in it, and it's got the uh, high-temperature, high-shear ratings to take the work that's going on in this engine. So, you know, I know this is a specific, not a lot of people would know it, but if you have any kind of big block engine that you're dealing with, and you're looking to put that thing under a lot of load, okay, and depending upon whether it was bored out for high performance, whatever it was, it'd be a good idea for you to you get in touch with me at thelubepage.com because you may want to do something different than a modern 30-weight oil in that engine. The modern oils are good. Mm-hmm. They don't have the zinc and phosphorus, and they may not quite have the high-temperature, high-shear rating to give you the complete protection for that heavy-loaded big-block engine. So you got to be careful. Great engines produce a lot of power at lower torque. See, you don't want to run that big old prop at 5,000 RPM. If you got it running about 1,800, 2,000 RPM, that thing's scooting you on down the, the river or across the sawgrass. And So you need an engine that can be producing the torque and not having to run high RPM to keep that thing moving, and that's why you use that big block. And using a good uh, 20W50 Real pure synthetic, boy, that's a, that's a sweet running engine to run a long time. So I hope that uh, Max was listening. Yeah, no, that's some great advice. And 
I see a lot of those 454s, and like you say, they're bored out on, on a lot of fishing boats, too. So same applies there. When we come back, we're going to go to New Mexico, where Lawrence is standing by with a question. We've got an open line if you can get through 855-660-4261. Giving your radio a broadcasted tune-up. This is Auto World and your host, Bob Long. Have you heard the story of the hot rod race? Thank you so much for being with us. I'm Bob Long alongside our lubrication doctor, Dan Watson. The lubepage.com is the website you should check out. And we've been talking about all kinds of stuff tonight from filters to uh, airboats to uh, uh, new vehicles with extremely lightweight oil. And now we move to Lawrence in New Mexico who says... I have an old 1992 Chevrolet 6.5 liter turbo diesel. Can I run the new CK4 diesel oil in this engine? Well, good question. question, And it was in straightforward to say, yes, you could. On the other hand, if it were my uh, 1992 Chevy 6.5 turbo diesel, there's an oil that we still make in the Amsoil line that we call heavy-duty diesel and marine engine oil. It's a CI4 plus heavy-duty diesel oil that's very high, robust additive package in it, which has been somewhat curtailed by the EPA to protect catalytic converters, any kind of carryover. So, yes, uh, Lawrence, straight up, you could run the CK4. It's backward compatible. And if that's all you can find, have at it. On the other hand, if you want to get in touch with me, go through the lubepage.com and uh, take a look at our heavy-duty diesel and marine engine oil. We've kept it in the lineup because there's so many of these older diesels that it's a much better perfect fit for, and they just keep buying it and they keep running these these older diesels that go on for a million miles, so they're going to be around for a long time. So. Uh, that's the best to answer your question. Uh, yes, you can run CK4 heavy duty diesel oil. It's, it's backward compatible. But if you got the time and you want to go to thelubepage.com, I'll put you on to some heavy duty diesel and marine that was made and better fits that particular diesel engine. Let's go to the next one, Bob. We'll roll them out of here. All right, sounds great. Let's go to Terry in Arkansas. He uses large chainsaws in his logging business. The Amsoil sales professional says, I can run a mixture of 100 to 1 or whatever the manufacturer stipulates. What do you recommend, Dan? Okay, it's true. We've uh, Amsoil's made this Sabre professional two-stroke oil where you could run it at a variety of mixtures. You could run it 100 to 1. Now, he asked specifically, what do I recommend? What I recommend is 80 to 1. Why do I do that? Well, because I got a lot of experience watching these things over the years, and I call that the commercial or heavy-duty use. Run it at 80 to 1. It'll save you a lot of money instead of running it down there at 50 to 1, like the manufacturer says. And yet, at the same time, that 80 to 1 gives you a little boost in protection over what you'd get at 100 to 1 in those heavy-duty operating large chainsaws. Now, for all our listeners out there, that Sabre Professional Oil is formulated that you can run it at whatever the manufacturer says, or you can run it at the Sabre. We call it the Sabre ratio of 100 to 1, and you'll go on all day long. But for professional 
heavy working chainsaws or other two-stroke equipment, I think 80 to 1 is your best uh, compromise between the manufacturer and the 100 to 1 rating. So that ought to take care of that. And we got a lot more information for that, again, at bluepage.com. So let's go on to question five. The next one is in Texas, and it's Pedro, and he's got five diesel trucks used in truck farming. They are all Ford Power Strokes, ranging from model year 2000 to 2016. Can I run the same oil in all five? Interesting question. Well, it's another good question because this is real world. People, when they have a a fleet of anything, it's going to spread out over a number of years. They're not going to have... 10 2010s or 10 2018s, they're going to have a mixture of vehicles. And the question comes because of the changing technology and the changing engines. And a 2000 Ford Power Stroke would have been a 7.3. By the time you get to 2016, we're talking about a 6.7. And in between, they had a 6.0 and a 6.4. So four different engines could be in play here. Now, the good thing is that, again, the new... CK4 heavy-duty diesel oil is backward compatible and would satisfy all five of these engines, and that's what I would recommend. Now, if you want to really take a look, and I'll take just a minute to say it, is by any stretch of the imagination, the best diesel oil in the marketplace right now is the Amsoil Max Duty diesel oil. It has six times the uh necessary rating for the Detroit diesel scuffing test or wear test. And that's why Detroit mm-hmm. Diesel Amsoil didn't make that test up. Detroit Diesel did. And the requirement by Detroit Diesel is a particular specification. Amsoil beats that by six times. In other words, 600% better than that requirement. So if you're looking for the top-level protection, you really want to make sure your trucks go on for that million miles and you don't have an engine wear out. Well, just step up and pay a little bit more money and get the performance and the protection that you really want for these engines. And I know that Pedro, he wouldn't be asking these questions if it wasn't for the fact that he's trying to keep these trucks running because your profit margin Mm -hmm. isn't big in truck farming. You've got to make sure you don't waste any money anywhere. And he's looking at this from the standpoint of how he can keep these five diesel trucks going probably for close to a million miles apiece. And then he can be profitable and keep his guys working and everybody can go home happy. But you can't get much done if you're constantly trying to fix the truck or it's in the shop. You can't do a lot of hauling uh, vegetables and produce when your trucks are in the shop. So good question by Pedro. And, hey, I love those guys because I like fresh vegetables. So <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Listening on KERN in California, Marty, he writes, I commute 45 miles one way to work. I'm changing oil every 5,000 miles. Does AMSOIL offer oils that are good for longer intervals than 5,000 miles? And will they void my warranty? You know, I lived in California and I was in the Navy. I lived in San Diego. And it's interesting because I see here Marty actually said the distance because he's interested in that because, Bob, I don't know if you've ever spent any time in California, but yes. most people in California simply talk about time when they're commuting. They'll say, oh, I live an hour out. I live 45 minutes out. Because you can live an hour out 
and be 70 miles out because you hit one of their giant freeways and, boy, you just wheel it on in, right? Or you can be an hour out and be 10 miles away having to cross the congested city. Yes. So they tend to just talk about in the time of their commute, not in the miles. You have to break them down and say, well, how far is that? And they go, well, I, I don't know. I think it's well, about 30 miles, I think, you know, because they know how long yeah, it takes. exactly. So they don't talk about it in miles. So I see Marty, he did a favor here and said miles because time wouldn't have helped much in this, you know, evaluation. But here's what I can tell Marty to help him out, okay? Anvil's been making extended drain engine oil, just like mobile, okay, extended drain engine oil, since 1971. Millions of miles on these things. I've been dealing with it and have literally sold, uh, well, in my throughout my organization, a few million dollars have passed through in, in this stuff, okay? And I've only seen one or two suspicious claims about anything ever happening due to run extended drain intervals. And every time I've seen that happen, I've seen Amsoil's warranty department pay for it out of good relations. Because I wouldn't have paid for the claims they had because people couldn't even prove that they actually had Amsoil. Mm-hmm. But Amsoil did it anyway because they stand behind this oil for 25,000 miles or one year, the Signature Series oil. And if you're driving 90 miles a day, you just look at that. You're going to be driving, uh, well, if it was 90 miles a day and you had 22 work days, that's about what you have in a, in a, in a month on the average. So you're going to be at about over 2,000 miles a month. That's going to be 24, 25,000 miles in a year. So it's a perfect thing to use an oil that you don't have to be chasing the oil change every 5,000 miles. You know, there's a lot to be said for technology. There's also a lot to be said for convenience. Um, it's no fun for a guy driving like this to, he's driving uh, 90 miles a day, 450 miles uh, a week. Uh, he's ever two months or so, three months at the most, two to three months, he's going to be having to be off the road and spending time getting an oil change. And that's not going to be uh, convenient or fun. So, Marty, the good news is you go to the loop page, you contact us, and we can find an extended drain oil for you that's going to make your life a whole lot easier. Words couldn't be truer because it's coming from the best in the business, Dan Watson. Dan, why don't you give out your telephone number one time for us? 800-370-2986. Watson at thelubepage.com. Thank you, my friend. That will do it for this hour.